This is the Frontier Podcast, powered by Gun.io, the engineer's choice for engineering talent. If you like what you hear, rate, review, and subscribe, and follow us on Twitter at The Frontier Pod. Most of us have engaged with and even built products and platforms that make heavy use of messaging. But how does anyone know if those messages convert into sales or other actionable metrics? In this episode, Ledge sits down with David Galante. David was the SVP of Marketing and Product Management at Mobivity when we recorded this episode. He recently moved on to Oracle, where he currently serves as Senior Director of Food and Beverage Solutions Management. David and Ledge talk about how their vast point-of-sales data system does just that. Specifically, after having acquired an integrated customer loyalty startup, Belly. Stick around for some solid advice from the product hot seat. All right, Dave, welcome. Great to have you here. Thanks, Ledge. Uh, Thanks for inviting us. Very cool to have you on. Could you just give a two or three minute introduction of, you know, yourself and your work just to let the audience get to know you a little bit? Yeah, sure. Uh, I've been in mobile since uh, actually 1999. Uh, Started at Motorola uh, back in the days of the StarTech, which I hear is coming back, which is kind of scary. But I've been a software developer for a very long time, Uh, moved into product product management, um, and then I joined this company called Exact Target a few years ago, uh, which uh, grew into the Salesforce marketing cloud. So it really kind of made a move from, you know, software engineering to marketing cloud uh, development. And, uh, you know, I met uh, Dennis Becker, the CEO of, of Mobivity, and just really loved the story about uh, having the point of sale data uh, connected with the mobile marketing data and really giving a unique value prop to marketers out there to understand like, what is the revenue impact of the messages that go out? Uh, I've built many platforms in the past from a product uh, management perspective that sent out messages. And I've always kind of wondered back in my head, well, how many of these actually convert into sales and how many convert into references uh, uh, to other people joining that program? And a lot of those questions I've always asked are being solved with the Mobivity platform uh, with the integration with the point of sale. So, uh, you know, I'm really happy to be here and, and uh, you know, the team is, is outstanding. We're building some really interesting technology leveraging a lot of stuff from Amazon, really applying machine learning and, and AI algorithms to our software, uh, and really kind of cracking the code on how to bring customers back more often uh, and by sending those really targeted and personalized messages. So when we got in touch, we chatted a little bit about uh, the acquisition that you guys did of Belly. I think a lot of people were familiar with that from the, the customer side. I would love to know, uh, what that was like, you know, this is a due diligence process, many options to choose from, uh, build or buy, you know, in its most extreme sense, right? You're buying the entire uh, right. company. So, you know, um, what's that like from the, the product and uh, an engineering seat? Well, pretty exciting um, because we were actually, you know, loyalty was something that was really uh, a piece of the puzzle we were trying to fill as fast as possible. Um, you know, we really focus right now a lot of our efforts around, um, you know, a, a national marketing team sending out targeted messages, but there's the franchisee and the franchisees are really looking for tools to get their customers to come back more often. Um, but before that can even happen, you have to know your customer. And so being able to actually acquire user data in a very seamless way is a tough problem to solve. Um, so we looked at what was working in the market and definitely 
people understand how to, how to use tablets. So you see a tablet, when you walk up to a counter, the first thing you do is like look at it and you're like, oh, what, do I, what can I do here? Like, um, and so it's, it's an engaging platform. And uh, if you think about the logistics of, you know, uh, t- a tablet being deployed to a store, having it drop there, figuring out how to, how to do easy Wi-Fi connection, uh, the Belly, you know, product did all that out of the box, like l- literally out of the box. You open up the box and there's this amazing looking tablet and a stand with, with a security cable and a charger. Um, the Wi-Fi configuration is super simple. We've got ones with the uh, LTE connections as well. And so, you know, look at a, you know, like our platform and our products, it really filled the gap for giving franchisees and store owners like a complete marketing um, tool, you know. So now they can put the tablet out there. They can uh, acquire user data, email addresses, phone numbers. Um, and then on the back end, they can figure out how to create offers and loyalty programs to drive them back. Um, and, you know, anyone who's in that industry is looking for that kind of uh, solution to that problem. So how did you go about, you know, the integration on the backside of, of two, you know, sort of separate platforms? Was that relatively easy? And, and then you have integration of teams, you know, on the, on the cultural front and yeah. to yeah. talk about the actual, you know, the grit behind um, something <laughs> like that. Yeah, I mean, definitely like the tech stack itself is 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 a really well architected Ruby on Rails application. Uh, you know, uh, Belly had some great architecture and engineering, uh, you know, skills to build something that scaled very very well. So you know, right now from integration perspective, you know, we're looking at the APIs that were already built, um, you know, probably years ago as our main integration points. Um, but you know, right right now the story of Belly is we're we're kind of just reinvigorating the product, um, you know, doing some kind of rebranding, um, going out there and, and finding um, what do, do, do our customers like about the product, what can we change, and really to re- build a roadmap from there. Um, definitely, you know, long-term kind of strategy is we are at the point of sale, so that would that would kind of yield some interesting use cases around loyalty point solutions or, or schemes, right? So think of the check-in based loyalty evolving into something a bit more revenue based, right? So if I'm coming in every single month and I'm spending a hundred dollars every single time I visit, you know, shouldn't I be treated differently than somebody who comes in and maybe spends $25? Uh, with check-in based loyalty, everyone looks the same. Uh, with our point of sale integration, that could really kind of change the game and, and really allow these, these franchise owners more flexibility into how they bring people back. I think you're, you're telling a story that, you know, most of us in the product and, and startup and, you know, technology and data space, we're all thinking about, hey, if we just had more data about our customers, you know, we could do fantastic things for them. And then you have that like, hey, I don't want to be Facebook and be dragged in front of Congress, you know, sort of nightmare scenario out on the side. I just wonder, like, what kind of um, internal thinking and, and controls and you know, just sort of a user empathy are you thinking about from a security and personal identified information, you know, PII and all that stuff. Um, yeah. what's, what's that like in your product planning? Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely is getting a lot of attention. You know, GDPR is another thing that really is kind of on the horizon. Um, you know, we, we need to kind of fit into the global kind of scheme of things. We've got international customers. So if we were to sell, you know, a belly unit to someone in the UK, you know, what kind of, what kind of um, data protection 
privacy concerns or you know regulations we have to keep a track of. Um, so right now everything is a very opt-in opt-in based, right? So you're explicitly you know taking your phone and you're scanning it uh, to the belly tablet, saying I want to join this program. Uh, when you download the application, you, you know the user is giving information about themselves. Uh, through iOS and Android, they're controlling whether or not they do push notifications or they do location-based uh, functions. So all those kind of controls around location and, and the push notifications and data, you know, it's it's both at the app level. So when you're setting up your account, you can control how the merchants see you. Uh, and then we're only giving that certain data to the merchant so they can use that for the best way to target you. If you say, I want to be targeted over email only, you know, we're holding that true and that keeping that channel as the only communication channel uh, there is versus somebody that comes in and says, you know what, I want to use SMS. Um, so we're, we're building the product out so that you can choose which channel to use um, and just in staying true to that, 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 that spirit. So, you know, okay, we're engineers, right? So we know that uh, we have the happy path and the roadmap and all those things. And we also all have stories of, you know, catastrophic uh, learning opportunities. Let's put it that way. You know, things that just didn't go the right way. The speed bumps you hit on the way. Our listeners love those stories, like really tangible ways that they can learn from from your experience, you know, and kind of go here's a thing that we did and that I wish we didn't do or an opportunity that, that we've really learned a lot that I, I would skip if I could, you know, what are, what are some stories like that from your experience? Well, that's just a, that's a great, great question. I mean, and you know what, maybe not just the belly, uh, you know, kind of acquisition itself. I think things have been going pretty smoothly there. Uh, one thing I would say is, you know, we are, we're, we're buying, you know, software that, you know, a lot of great engineers contributed to. Uh, there is always tribal knowledge that kind of seems to stay around with with engineers. Uh, you know, not everyone comments their code, right? So uh, I think you know one thing to really kind of kind of look at is when you're looking to buy someone, like getting all their credentials in one place. Like, you know, where, where where's your login for the Apple, um, you know, uh, iOS or you know iTunes Store and all that kind of stuff, so that you can do those simple. Um, updates really quickly uh we got all that kind of all those ducks in a row uh, before we did the acquisition and kind of made sure that it was, it was gonna be smooth but i've heard horror stories of not being able to do stuff like that in the past so uh you know those are those are uh some tough tough things to learn through but i'll tell you what like you know overall this in software you know being in product management you kind of feel like you're you are responsible for the product and when things go wrong you are the the, the head on the chopping block so to speak so you know i think this was a really good opportunity to kind of learn um how the engineers built the product from a product manager perspective and it gives me an idea of like how hard is it to do certain things so you know if i'm asking for like a a new function to be built in both the ios and android application knowing how it is architected gives you an idea of like how hard would that be to actually do. Um, and um, so, you know, I think it's, it's kind of a, a new thing to learn. Like when you build a product from the, from the ground up, you're, you're kind of learning how that is uh, as you go along. Whereas when you buy something, it's like, boom, here's like this monolithic, you know, product that you just bought with, 
you know, 10 or 15 different packages and SDKs that are, that are in there. And then you're just like, wow, like, I think it should be so simple to add a little button and you find out that, oh, well, it's actually exposed to this platform and, you know, or, or it's a web view and it's not really a native part of the app. So all those kind of fun things we're, we're, we're going through now and learning. How do you think about, um, you know, when you're, you're moving from the engineering seat into the product seat. You know, I'm, I talk to a lot of, of tech and product leaders and I, I'm finding a trend in the discussion is that there's, there's this massive convergence of, of product and engineering where we used to think maybe those were two kind mm-hmm. of parallel or even horizontal sort of tracks and you would move one to the other. It uh, just seems to be a huge convergence there. I just wonder what your experience has been, you know, kind of sitting in both seats and how your perspectives have changed? Yeah, I mean, I, I think really the best, the best mix is um, like product-focused engineering teams. You know, like, um, you know, before Mobivity, I worked for a company called uh, Emarsis and we had our entire um, development team in Budapest, Hungary. And so, you know, they're in Budapest, Hungary. I'm in Indianapolis, Indiana, running the product. And the way that worked really well is that we were both product focused, right? So I had, you know, kind of certain product goals I wanted to kind of build. And they had a sense of a really strong sense of responsibility about the product performance, the look of it, you know, it, it constantly improving. So I think we worked together that way of both understanding that we're responsible for building something unique and beautiful and, and useful it's really, really, really beneficial. Um, so, you know, I, I went from, you know, being able to having to write very, very detailed requirements to being a bit more high level because the team and the engineers all kind of like understood what was the purpose of this feature, what was the purpose of this new report, and and when this when this feature gets deployed, what is the impact of that? And and when you're building like SDKs, for example, uh, for apps you know, understanding that that SDK is going to be integrated in someone's app. And if the app crashes because your SDK screws up, it's, it's on you. Uh, and so I think, you know, kind of just like having like really product focused engineers is, is really helpful. So let me take that one step further. You know, how do you hire and evaluate and just know that you have a product focused engineer versus, you know, maybe I, you and I have a similar Vintage. When I was writing software, we were uh, allowed and uh, and or banished to the basement to you know sit sit in the dark and slam away on code and never ever ever allowed to talk to an actual business user. It's just not the case anymore. So I wonder, you know, what are those particular heuristics to know you're you've got the right people on that engineering team? Yeah, I I, I think it's just you know in this interview process, you know understand like what do they do in, the, in their free time you know a lot of a lot of developers like to build their own have their own projects and if they're building let's say customer facing applications they have felt that pain right so you know um going back to the Mars's example a lot of those guys are building a lot of games you know like actual like video games and and chess games and things like that so um, they were used to having like customers coming back and saying, Hey, like that really sucks or your app crashed or, you know, like they're, they're, they're kind of used to being like their own product manager in their own little 
uh, for their own kind of like side project. And I really felt like those are the kind of engineers I wanted to have on my team because they understand what it's like to have, you know, direct feedback from a customer. Um, I mean, I would say like that's how I could identify the, the, the rock stars a lot faster. Uh, but, you know, there's always this kind of like just a personality, to, uh, you know, kind of assessment too. So uh, I would just say like if, if you've got a developer you're interviewing and they've got, um, you know, an app out there. Thanks for listening to the Frontier podcast produced by Gun.io. We're the only freelancing platform where engineers actually go to hire other engineers. If you want to learn more about how to hire or freelance with us, head over to gun.io and get in touch. Let us know you heard the podcast and we'll pay for your first 10 hours with a kick-ass engineer.